Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Stride Pod. I am Sean. Today I am joined by Bree. Hi, Hi Bree. Hi. Today, everybody, our topic is shoes. Now, Stride Pods are fast episodes. So let's just put the disclaimer out there. There's a lot to talk about with shoes. So we're not going to get everything in. We might have multiple episodes just about shoes. But I we personally are going to have multiple episodes we, we about are. shoes. <laughs> um, I have a confession that I need to make ahead of this episode for Brie, which is that I love running shoes. I love them so much. I love the colorways and all the fashion bits. I love hearing about the magical new foams that sometimes they're like, the space shuttle helped invent this foam. <laughs> I love all the science. I love what's coming next. I love hearing all the hype people talk about them. I love the seemingly impossible ways that these people describe in great detail how each shoe fits into the seemingly more vast and complex shoe universe than the Marvel universe. <laughs> I also used to think shoes could fix all of the things that ailed me. They were always the magical thing that would make my legs and my feet and my hips all feel better. But despite all that shoe science, I've come to the realization, thanks to Brie, everybody, that our feet and the rest of our legs will not simply be happy because of shoes. So that's where I hand this thing off to Bree. Let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's talk shoes. All right, so the big question for us is, do shoes play a role in injury? And that's a very large question for a very large population, <laughs> but we're yes. going to try to really whittle this down and just get to the nitty gritty. Um, it was funny because we were deciding what we were going to talk about with this week's episode. And I ended up getting this email that I get every Wednesday and it just it talks about um, all the latest research in regards to physical therapy and athletics and all those things. And so they actually said there was a brand new article that was just released and it looked over a bunch of different articles. It was a review of them. And they basically found that after looking at various types of shoes on thousands of runners, that there was actually no significant evidence that any shoe helps to actually prevent injury. This, Is your article, mind this article crushes my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so... We were just discussing that there was actually a marketing campaign by a really popular running shoe brand um, recently that stated that one of their shoes actually did decrease injury for runners. And I think, Sean, do you um, own a pair full, of those shoes? Full disclaimer, <laughs> I, bought, I bought those shoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you feel now knowing that there's no real evidence that will support that? <laughs> All of this is so sad to like my inner shoe loving self, but I'm also kind of excited that um, I've told Bree as we were talking about all these things leading up to this episode, sometimes I think the marketing is so good that running shoes are almost like a placebo of sorts. They're tricking our brains into being like, this shoe really is fixing everything. And honestly, the shoe was just more stable, but it it wasn't through wacky science to me. It was just that they made the base of the shoe wider and like more 
stable. So of course they could come out and be like, this shoe is so much more stable. Upon looking at it, I was like, yeah, you made the bottom wider because you <laughs> don't usually do that. But yeah, so this was all kind of both disheartening, but very encouraging to hear. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. And I will say I'm a big shoe nerd myself. Like I have done so much research on just different kinds of shoes. And I have a whole shoe rotation, which we'll probably talk about in in another episode. Um, (laughs) I love running shoes so much, but... I also love science and I want answers to why we do what we do in the running and shoe world. So um, I did a lot of research and actually took a continuing education class recently for physical therapy. So I was kind of killing two birds with one stone and getting some continuing education hours for my license and then also doing research for this podcast. And um, the course was done by a physical therapist up in Bend, Oregon. His name is um, Jay Dickery, and he is an expert in biomechanic analysis for specifically for runners and most endurance athletes too. And he had, I mean, so much good information, but basically to narrow down what we're talking about here, he was big on the fact that it's not the shoe that will help prevent an injury. It is your own foot and your muscles. It's so, astonishing. Right? It, like mind blown. Yes. <laughs> but shoes, they basically act as a filter. So the changes that we observe um, on someone's foot as they're hitting the ground through a shoe, they're compensatory in nature and they're a result of altered proprioception feedback through the shoe interface. That's a lot of big words. Yes. Basically, proprioception is knowing where your body is in space. So your brain being able to do kind of the check and balance system as you're hitting the ground and being able to push off and keep, push off and keep your mechanics as efficient as possible. And so the shoe acts as a filter where your body is basically sensing the ground through the shoe. And so it's going to react differently based off of what that shoe is doing. Um, So that being said, there is no one shoe fits all. (laughs) 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 I promise I didn't write that one down. (laughs) It's true. It's true. But, um, so as the shoes are going to wear down and as they wear down, runners then make small changes in their joint mobility to minimize the changes in the mechanics. So basically as the shoe wears down, you, that will contribute to injury on its own. So there are little other rules. It's not just like shoes don't mean anything. Let's all go right. run but that's a whole right. other thing too, but no. <laughs> um, so he was saying that shoes last about 250 to 500 miles. Do you have a caption that you usually try yeah, to switch out um, your shoes at? I would say most of the time, anywhere from the three to 350, somewhere in there for me. And I mean, there's probably tons of science behind it. I would say that is is my cap because I am six eight and 200 pounds and I'm probably putting a lot of load into the shoes, whereas other people might be a little bit lighter on their feet. So that that's probably a bit of the contributing factor. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing that I think is so fascinating through all this is one, all of us together as runners can leave this episode saying, I'm going to try and say it, proprioception 
And we can say that my, my proprioception was so great today. I could feel everything around me. I was taking it all in. Um, but you know, as shoes have gotten taller and stack height, we do tend to feel less of what's going on under us, which I think is a really kind of interesting point to all this. Like, it's not to say that that's a super big negative per se, but it is interesting that the bigger the stack height, the less we're kind of digesting and feeling kind of the sensory bits of running. Yes, 100%. And that's another um, point that it this gentleman had brought up too, that a firmer midsole. So having a lower stack height and then a firmer midsole equals better proprioception. So you could argue that someone who maybe has chronic ankle sprains shouldn't be running in a high stack height, high heel drop kind of shoe. Um, obviously there's a lot that goes into that. And I would suggest seeing a professional that really knows, you know, how to analyze your body for running and your gait and everything. But um, there are characteristics of shoes that are better for certain people versus others. Um, Another thing being said is that he was a big fan of lighter shoes, that heavy shoes equals lower economy. So you're not going to run. And I mean, we all kind of know that if you have your heavy trainers, maybe your more cushioned shoe, you're not going to go do a tempo workout or run 200s (laughs) in that heavy trainer. Like it's just, you shouldn't do that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. I I laugh Brie because like, I remember when I was in cross country in high school and I watched one of the Steve Prefontaine movies and there's like this scene of Bill Bowerman where he's measuring the feet of all of his runners. And he's like, I'm taking ounces off of each of your shoes, which becomes so many pounds per mile, which becomes Mm -hmm. this like 500 pounds after a 10,000. I was like, Oh my God, like this is insane. Like I need the lightest thing on my foot possible. So yeah. 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 I mean, there is some science behind that, (laughs) but that also, again, doesn't mean go run in super light, unstable shoes for all of your runs. Um, but not to digress from, I know (laughs) there's so much we could talk about on with this subject, Absolutely. but I will say that the most important thing when looking for a shoe and in regards to a shoe, not leading you to injury is comfort. So you want to have a shoe that is the most comfortable for you. If you're in between two, you're at the running shoe store and you have two that you're in between and the person is trying to sell you one of them, but you're like, Hey, this one's just more comfortable, but maybe if I broke in the other one, that will make it more comfortable. No, there's no breaking in. You should be able to just get your shoes out of the box, be able to run comfortably in them. If you have any pain, right away, go take those shoes back, get a new pair. That's right for you. So, well, and, uh, this kind of harks back, I think a little bit to in one of our first episodes, you had mentioned too, that if you really want to do like some gait analysis, you, it it takes about seven to eight minutes before your running form kind of gets normal. And that transported me right back, Brie, to like a time that I was actually in Oregon. I bought a pair of shoes. I was on the treadmill for maybe like three minutes. And I was like, these are the shoes for me. (laughs) And then I got home and I ran like a 5k in them. And I was like, these are not the shoes for me. Um, so also, you know, maybe be mindful of return policy and all of that stuff. Cause the in 
store experience, while I certainly encourage shop small and all those things, but sometimes what happens in store may not necessarily translate to out of store. So just be mindful of those things too. But um, yeah, I mean, I think so much of what you spoke to there too, for everyone out there, the importance really of shoes is like, do your toes fit in the toe box? Does it feel snug around your ankle? It might. And according to this research, probably doesn't rely so much on has the foam been the most engineered foam in the history of foam? <laughs> yeah, those uh, don't fall for the marketing. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's obviously good to know what shoes are out there and get you know an idea of the ones that you can try on. But a lot of times what they say a shoe is going to magically do for you is not quite the case. Um, I would say too, don't fix what's not broken. If you have Absolutely. a shoe that you know you've been running in for years and you haven't had any injuries, why go try a different one that may lead to you right. know you having more pain or something like that? Like just do what's best for you, even though you know someone that you run with might have the latest and greatest, newest version of the fanciest running shoe. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. that that shoe is going to work for them or work for you. And also keep track of the miles on your shoes. I know that was one thing that I didn't do when I first started running, and I probably ran over 500 miles in a pair of Brooks Ghosts. That I still love that. I love Ghosts. I run in them all the time. Yeah. But that pair broke down so bad, and just I got the worst case of plantar fasciitis, and I kept running in those shoes. It was, you know, terrible yes. decisions. I've learned a lot since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Um... I I remember my first ever marathon training block. I came into that and I had a pair of shoes that I think were right on the crux of being dead. And I went out and tried to like throw down a 14 mile long run in them and blisters and calf problems. And that was my first foray into like, oh, right. Shoes don't last forever. And I should probably (laughs) do something about that. So, um, you know, to, to much of what Bree is speaking to here today, I am subscribing, but um, find the shoe that is, you know, makes your foot, makes your legs happy. It's not just, you know, which one has all of the big, happy, bright, fluffy words and marketing behind it. Find the shoe that's best for you. Yeah, exactly. And you can do a really quick, easy one test uh, that you can do when you're trying to find a shoe for you is called the insole test. But basically you can take the insole out of a shoe, put it on the ground, put your foot over it and stand on it. Are your toes splaying over the edge? Mm -hmm. If so, that's probably not the right width for you or the right shoe form um, for your foot. So that's an easy kind of something to check out. Also, I liked this story. I, heard in my class too it basically was saying how there was a kid that came in to get fitted for shoes and he was you know a sub 15 minute 5k he was in cross country he had never had a injury in his life always been healthy he was just looking for new shoes he takes his shoes off and his arch is completely flat like 
his navicular bone, which is on the inside of your foot was yeah. on the ground. So it became a, it's not supposed to be a weight bearing bone, but it had become a weight bearing bone because of his arches, but his feet were so strong that it didn't matter that his wow. foot was actually formed that way. So what someone would think would be a bad arch because of too much pronation yeah. actually wasn't an issue for him at all. He had the strength to support it. He could basically then be in any type of shoe. So it's then off of that, just go for comfort and go for what fits right. Because this whole like neutral versus stability versus motion control, it doesn't really impact everyone. You know, you can have someone that has more rigid foot, but maybe terrible stability. Someone that has a super flexible foot also could have terrible stability or they could have great stability because they're strong. Like it varies so much on the person. So, and this is all stuff that I guess my PG brain could go on for hours about, but (laughs) um, that's where just do what feels right for you. Don't overthink it. There's no reason to. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I I can tell you just in reading everything that Brie was able to compile from this and all the stuff that we've been able to talk about, it's been uh, the potentially the end of the happy-go-lucky Sean loves shoe science, and you know more <laughs> of the logical adult version of find the shoes that fit you. It's it's that goofy thing, Brie, of like when they you watch movies and they're like, "Oh, you rocking the uh, New Balance five hundred twos over there?" It's like the old guy that's had like the five hundred two trainers for his whole life, and he's like, "They make my feet happy," and then they like put him in a pair of like. $300 like dress shoes and his shoe, like his feet want to fall off in five minutes. It's like, stick to what you know. Stick, exactly. stick to what happy, so. And don't worry about the color or the look as much. That's something that I had to really learn. I'm in it too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I still, when I talk to some of my athletes or some of my patients, when they're going to find shoes, I straight up tell them, don't go for the ones that are the cutest, go for the ones that feel mm-hmm. the best. And right. a lot of times those aren't going to be the cutest ones. And I'm sorry, but do what's best for your feet. <laughs> I, I know that that's going to come with a whole lot of like trepidation for so many of us out there. Hi, know, it's me. Right? I'm raising my hand. Um, <clears throat> the color theory and all those things um, will forever be of interest to me, but I will be a better shoe wearing human upon listening and, <laughs> and chatting about this episode. So once again, Bree, thanks for, let's just call it, we're saving the running world from shoeology out there that's what that's what we'll call that's yeah we're doing our best well once again Bree thank you so much for helping us you know find some new perspectives learn a bit more about something that so many of us are often left scratching our heads about and uh until next time thank you so much for helping us with all these things no problem happy to help it's been fun all right everybody we'll talk to you next time on stride pod See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to For Your Run, a podcast brought to you by For The Run. Special thanks goes out to all of our supporters on Patreon, whose contributions and support help us put this all together and get it out into your ears. If you're interested in becoming a member of the For Your Run pod family, you can learn more at patreon.com slash for your run. We hope this has been a pleasant break in your day and we look forward to you bringing us along for your next run or whatever it is you have going on in your life. Till next time, run with heart and we'll talk to you soon.